Welcome to the Rush Hour. Your daily dose of pop culture and entertainment news for your Rush Hour ride. Work sucks, but your commute doesn't have to. Buckle up and enjoy the drive with your host, stand-up comedian and power recapper, Dave Neal. All right. Hey, everybody. Happy Friday morning, December 29th, 2023. Our final day of the Bachelor Rush Hour of the year. That's right. We'll still have a New Year's episode on Monday in a driving with Dave over the weekend. But I got to say, I'm feeling pretty good about this week. Unbelievable little barrel scraping week we had here in the Bachelor world. And while everyone else takes the week off, I'm telling you, the, the, the tea keeps on spilling. In this episode, I've got a Clayton Eckerd paternity scandal update. I'm about to share with you what Hannah Ann Sluss said about traveling with her her man, who's a professional football player. I've got Starbucks releasing their new cups for this new year. I mean, everybody wants to know about the new Starbucks flavors coming out, right, folks? Amazon's greedy. We'll have that story. And Chris Harrison is in the news. So, so much to get into. But first, I want to say last night, last night, last night, we had a nice little bachelor reunion. I had my stand-up show in Huntington Beach, and I invited fellow comedian Garen Flowers on stage. He, of course, has gotten into stand-up comedy. A recent guest of mine from Driving with Dave, he was on a Claire Crowley season, uh, was kind of a let go before uh, Tasha got there. He was still competing against the likes of Dale Moss and the nude dodgeball from the Yosef. Uh, you, you know, you know, like, this is the golden age of The Bachelor, right? Well, he absolutely had a great set. It was so good to see him do some live stand-up comedy. We had some Bachelor folks in the audience. Cassie came out from you know whose season of The Bachelor. She brought her man, Brighton, the very talented musician, Brighton. And it was just so good to have everyone there. So many audience came out. I want to thank you guys. We had folks who were in town from Alabama. They came to the show. We had some audience members let me know that they're expecting on St. Patrick's Day, nonetheless. So shout out to Diana and your amazing man that came out to the show. Anyone who brings their guy to a stand-up show, you know, I get it. Sometimes my wife will sucker me into things, but our audience is majority women-based. So whenever they drag their man out to a show, I'm just in such thanks. You know, I'm like, hey, thanks for giving me a shot. You know what I mean? Even though our audience with the podcast world skews female, I think my stand-up is kind of made for either gender, right? I, uh, I talked a little bit about the Clayton Ecker paternity scandal. I've been doing a new joke where I talk about it on stage. Nothing crazy, uh, nothing I wouldn't want to get leaked out, but it's, you know, first time I'm telling this joke to a new audience and I'm working on it and it's very interesting stuff. Maybe, maybe I'll share it with you guys if you're lucky, although I want to listen to it first and make sure it's all uh, not a little rough around the edges. But this was probably my last stand-up show in Los Angeles before I move. And I got to tell you, it was really nice that I had some of my best friends do a show, do a, you know, they, they performed on stage with me and we got to see everyone after my voice is still hoarse from trying to talk to everybody and take photos. You guys make me feel super special. Whenever somebody comes up to me and is like, Oh my gosh, I've been listening to fear, whatever. It's like, guys, you don't understand. I need you as much. And if not more than you guys need me, I appreciate you so much. There are plenty of people that, you know, whose career maybe was made overnight. A lot 
lot of these bachelor alumni, they're gifted this audience and they don't necessarily know what to do with it. This audience was not gifted and I appreciate y'all so, so much. Some comments we just got on the Apple podcast page. One said, thank you for keeping me company and helping me feel not so alone. You have a great community. And to my response to that is ditto. Thank you. Thank, thanks for making me not feel not so alone. Someone said, I've been listening to this podcast regularly, but definitely not all the time. But now that it's morning and evening, I'm listening to them all. Keep standing for truth and justice. And here's a favorite of mine. Five stars for the Mariah Carey and Old Dirty Bastard song. Letting it play all the way through gets you five more stars. Good to know we've got those bonus stars coming in from Teresa. So thank you guys all so much for that love. It. Uh, I know it might sound redundant to share, but it means a hell of a lot that wherever we travel in this country, we've got some of our loyal audience there to have a laugh. It means a lot. Well, Chris Harrison's in the news. I'll get to the Clayton Eckerd update in a second. Chris Harrison's in the news, says he's grateful he left The Bachelor, said I had to remove myself from that toxic situation. This is a situation, by the way, I don't blame him, but this is a situation where he got fired and claims he quit. You know, it's like, oh, she didn't dump me. I left that. It's like, oh, she dumped you. Now, of course, he saw the writing on the wall, but he negotiated an exit after it looked like they were going to kick the can down the road. And once he knew that Tasha and Caitlin took his place, I mean, you have to be honest, in hindsight, it must have been pretty insulting that he's a professional host and they just bring in a couple of alumni to do the job. Now, they did a great job, but, you know, you could imagine that was a bruised ego and not the way he wanted it to end. But, you know, most good things come to an end and it's usually not uh, with the control that you think you have. The former host referred to his time on the series as a blessing and a curse during a conversation on the Trading Secrets podcast. So again, this is a new article featured in uh, People Magazine, and uh, we will have more of that on the YouTube channel today. Let's go to Hannah Ann Sluss. She is explaining on Page Six's podcast, Virtual Reality, uh, she's explaining what it's like to travel and defend her, uh, I guess, fiance, Jake Funk, who's a football player. Have a listen. To like any sort of like distraction. Like I just want him to be focused on the game and not have like all these people's opinion. Like I've been tagged like in the craziest stuff. And one thing I've learned is never respond to the haters when it comes to football. Oh. Like like one time I was like going on there, like trying to argue with someone. Jake's like, no, like you can't. Cause like, this is just all part of it. People are always coming after you. If you get released or you're on a new team or, you know, you didn't catch the ball, like everyone's like always like, even like the best players, they still get hate. What is the wildest thing you've heard from a football fan sliding into your DMS mm-hmm. or, or sending you some hate on social media? I can't imagine like what they would actually say. Like, how do they find a problem with you? Yeah, well, one thing that I didn't know of from my little bit of football knowledge when I started dating Jake is how often these guys move around. I had no idea. Like you have your superstars, they, you know, the organizations have spent millions and millions of dollars on you. You're like the face of their franchise. Then you have all the other guys and they're constantly being bounced around. Um, it's very like transactional on like a daily basis. So Jake has been on multiple different teams, which um, has been really fun and like such a whirlwind. But like a lot of people will take that as something that should be upset. I should like me maybe being upset or disappointed or like, Oh, he sucks. And it's just like, it's not like that. Like this is the nature of the business and like, we're fine. He's still in it. And any kind of like, that's what something that's been really surprising to me is people just going out of their way to like knock them down. I'm like, 
And of course, a lot of that audience is Bachelor Nation going, oh, she's got to travel to Pittsburgh. Now, you know, he'll get traded from, you know, wherever he was, the LA Chargers, and now he's on this team. He's going to the, oh, you know, and she's kind of following him around. But it's like, look, he's a professional football player, and who knows how long this run is going to last him. And it's a really big deal that he's made it this far. And you never know. Sometimes people tinker around for three or four years, then they become a very trusted running back slash white slash slot receiver for a quarterback. And next thing you know, they're like, you know, borderline Hall of Fame. I mean, it happens. You never really know where your career is going to take you. And good for Hannah Ann Sluss for a, for being able to go along for the ride. And I mean, she's able to do her influencer work and travel to new cities. I'm sure it's a ton of fun. We may have more of this on today's YouTube. I haven't decided yet if it's worth making a video about, but I'm glad I had a clip here for you. All right, we'll be back right after this with some more content. How's this for some very niche uh, uh, camaraderie, if you will? AT&T's Lily faced sexual harassment online. Then she got a call of support from Progressive's Flow. She said, I felt like there were people on my team. You know who I'm talking about? AT&T's Lily. She's like the short-haired brunette. And then, of course, Flow is the iconic member of Progressive's team here. If you don't know the actor Milana Vaintrub by name, then chances are high that you would recognize her face. Since 2013, she has been the on and off again star of many AT&T commercials as the character Lily, a jolly AT&T employee who has comedic interactions with customers. Lily's was the face of a national AT&T campaign for three years before she took a hiatus and revived the character in 2020 for a series of pandemic-themed commercials. She's a subject of a new profile from the New York Times in which she reflects on the highs and lows of her tenure playing Lily. She auditioned for the character as a 26-year-old and dressed like I imagined a friendly girl would dress when the pandemic hit. She herself pitched Lily's return to AT&T. Per the Times, she said this time Lily would be working from home. AT&T greenlit the proposal. She directed in the spots herself. She filmed the national ads in her own house recreating Lily's hair and makeup herself under the remote supervision of a professional. But stepping back into the national spotlight as the face of AT&T came with unexpected results, many online sexual harassment and unwarranted attention from internet trolls. She said, a few months into the reprisal, however, the tenor of Lily's and therefore Vaintrub's uh, her last name, reception abruptly veered from benign tolerance to lecherous malevolence, the New York Times reports in the profile. In the summer of 2022, seemingly overnight, one small but vocal corner of the internet fixed its gaze upon Lily and began referring to her by a new name, Mommy Milkers, a reference to her breasts. On on mass, people spammed the comment section of AT&T's social media posts with lewd declarations and emojis of glasses of milk. The jeering became inescapable for Vaintrub, bleeding into the comments of her personal social media accounts. Recent posts and year-old ones were targeted. Her personal photos were widely redistributed among strangers. Spammy websites promised access to pornographic videos of her that did not exist. So what a wild story this is. Who would have thought that being the center of a very basic cell phone company, company would lead to all of this? She said, I'm hurting and it's bringing up a lot of feelings of sexual assault. I'm just like, you know, walking my dog and getting messages from people who have distorted my pictures to get likes on their accounts. I'm not consenting to any of this. I did not want any of this. Uh, 
Amid the, amid the online sexual harassment, Vaintrub received a phone call of support from none other than Flo from Progressive, actor Stephanie Courtney. Courtney told the Times that she had not experienced the kind of harassment that Vaintrub has experienced online, but Courtney saw the trouble that Vaintrub was in and called her. Uh, Vaintrub told the Times that Courtney was a good listener and said Courtney's call made her feel like there were people on my team. What a wild story that is um, to, to go through being the spokesman of a company. I have to say, it's so strange. I don't know if you remember the guy from Verizon. I think his name was Dave, right? Yeah, the, the can you hear me now guy? Well, once Verizon uh, kind of, once his contract ran out, he went to a competing cell phone company, which just goes to show how much money these actors make. I mean, imagine if Flo decided to go to Geico. Progressive is going to pay Flo a lot of money for a long time to make sure she never goes to Geico. And Lily, uh, the character by Vaintrub, will be paid a lot by uh, AT&T for a long time so before you know before she would you know you know to make sure she wouldn't go to Verizon does this make sense it's a weird world of spokesmanship here but good to see that there are some women uh getting each other's back here but very strange not surprised the internet's just you know a crazy place and god forbid you know she's like selling cell phones here can we just calm down all right well, Amazon is facing backlash. That's right. From users over upcoming change to prime service. Oh, you thought uh, you thought they were worth enough money? Trillionaires they are. Uh, the uh, This billionaire class, Jeff Bezos. Here he is flying to the moon, uh, shooting rockets into Mars. And he he's digging up dead dodo birds and, and, and turning them into, you know, vampire bats. And yet they are about to charge us more money for Amazon Prime uh, video. The online retail giant is facing outrage from customers after it solidified plans to make a controversial change in 2024. After Amazon announced to customers in September that advertisements will become a part of the Amazon Prime video experience, the online retail giant finally put a date on that promise in a new email sent to customers causing a spark of outrage. Starting January 29th, Prime Video, movies and TV shows will include limited advertisements. This will allow us to continue investing in compelling content and keep increasing that investment over a long period of time. Look, I was back uh, at home uh, with my wife's family in outside of Cincinnati in northern Kentucky, and there's a Amazon hub there. And I'm not kidding. We went for a walk. Every minute, there was a different Amazon plane flying over our head. Do, are they not making enough money? Is this company not worth? I mean, Jeff Bezos is looking younger, and he, he's you know he's he's uh, looks like uh, uh, Pitbull, you know, a shorter version of. Pit Point being is, gosh, like this is capitalism, unfettered. It's never enough. Now they want to put advertising on top of this. Okay, either way, if you do have Amazon Prime, I got to tell you, get on it before it's too late. Jack Reacher, the Reacher show, is not the movie with Tom Cruise, but Reacher the show is so flipping good. If you like a show where guys, you know, are jacked out of their minds, they're dating the hot girl, they're killing the bad guys, this is the show for you. Trust me, you're going to like it. All right. Here we go. Let's keep this party going. Cosmetics Air, who shuns the spotlight, has just become the first woman with a $100 billion fortune. She's written two books, a five-volume study of the Bible and a genealogy of the Greek gods and is known for playing piano for hours every day. She sounds like the uh, the uh, Dos Equis guy. She's the most interesting and rich woman in the world. Francois Betancourt Myers became the first woman to amass a $100 billion fortune. Now, no offense to her. I mean, 
mean, it's not like it's new money. She's a cosmetics heir. She's worth this much money because you want to look young. Let's just hope the uh, uh, wolf spiders aren't attached to this uh, shea butter or whatever the hell she's promoting. Either way, congratulations on being worth $100 billion. It just further goes to the point where we need to do a better job at taxing billionaires. I'm sorry. You know, I, I think you should be, if your dad made a billion dollars, you should get some good money. But do you need a hundred billion? Maybe some taxes could go to that to redistribute the wealth. Oh, Dave Neal, you socialist. Okay, well, if you are worth a hundred billion dollars, feel free to join my highest tier of the Patreon at patreon.com slash Dave Neal. That's the billion dollar tier. Basically, you pay my mortgage and um, you get to live in my house. <laughs> you own my house now. Pay the mortgage and I'll let you sit in. I'll actually carve a space out for you in my office and um, I'll give you free cosmetics too. We'll do the whole thing. All right. Well, I've got a few more stories. I'm going to get to the Clayton Eckert update. I'm going to share some other news for you and we'll end it with Dolly Parton. What's better than that? We'll have it all for you right after this. All right, let's quickly go to the Clayton Eckert paternity scandal update. I promised it. I don't have too much new information yet, but I'm letting you know that even though I don't have too much information yet, that there is a lot on the way. Let's just say I know that there is that there are packages being delivered, maybe even boxes, electronically speaking, that will show some of the motions going on, possible communication between some of the parties here. Now, we know Clayton's accuser is now saying she's no longer pregnant, which is leading people to hypothesize. Does that mean she delivered the babies? Does that mean she never had the babies? Now, what we all know, our belief is that she was never pregnant, right? Well, now she's filed, I guess this was literally yesterday, a motion to dismiss the case. Petitioner, which is Jane Doe's, motion to dismiss the petition to establish paternity. So Clayton Eckerd files a petition to establish paternity. Essentially, he wants a petition to, sh- to prove that he's not the father. And she's trying to say, well, let's just move on from this whole thing. Now, in most cases, my belief is when a petitioner files a motion to dismiss, the judge just dismisses it. All right, you want it to go away? Let's let it go away. What Clayton's side has to argue now is like, hello, this was malicious. It can't just go away. Now, will they have to do that in a separate civil court issue with defamation? I really don't know. But here's a comment somebody said. What I'm gathering is that with this motion to dismiss, the likely scenario is that the judge will just dismiss the whole thing with no repercussions for Jane Doe since she doesn't have to prove anything anymore. What recourse should Clayton take in this case? File for defamation, reopen this case so she has to prove paternity. So she wants the motion for this to dismiss with... um. Uh, so it can't be filed again. Like, let's just dismiss this. Let's all move on with our lives. And of course, the audience is saying, no, 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 no. She needs to pay a consequence uh, for all of the actions and abuse of the court system and this and that. Here's what I'm telling you right now. From people that I've spoken to, it does not look like Clayton Eckerd is going to let this go. It does not look like the legal efforts are just going to roll over and let her dismiss this. It appears as though they're going to pull whatever maneuvers they can, and we'll have to see what they are as this game of chess continues. What will they do next to make sure the judge doesn't dismiss it? I'm not sure. But, um, you know, uh, some research that's been done on the judge shows that they are a very fair judge and that they may not just let this thing go away. Again, we'll know more 
either by end of day today or maybe tomorrow. If there's a wild breaking story over the weekend, I might have it here. Most likely it'll be on the YouTube, but definitely be subscribed here and also on the YouTube to get that breaking story. Because honestly, I don't always know when it's coming. I Sometimes I know something's coming, but it's kind of like a that emergency warning system for an earthquake. Maybe I know three seconds before it comes. Maybe I have a little birdie telling me, hey, check your inbox this weekend. You know, who knows? But either way, uh, the truth shall set you free, as they say. You know what's not going to set me free? My addiction to Starbucks. Too expensive. Starbucks' most contentious menu item returning next month. The winter menu is stirring up a lot of feelings for Starbucks lovers. After the gingerbread and peppermint drinks are phased out, Starbucks is giving customers a few new menu treats to look forward to in the new year, but none, uh, not all of them are getting a positive reaction. While some of the items launching on January 2nd are consumer approved, like the pistachio latte, the iced hazelnut oat milk shake and espresso, delicious, others are raising eyebrows, specifically two new oleato drinks being added to the collection in the coming weeks. The oleato oat milk latte and the oleato golden foam iced oat milk will both launch on January 30th. In addition to the current oleato cafe latte with oat milk, the duo will be the only ones offered with oat milk. Listen, yeah, why did we add olive oil to the coffee? Why it this? And again, this is another problem that I have with... Uh, this is another problem that I have out there with uh, co- corporations. Like it's it's never enough. Like profits weren't high enough. They needed to add olive oil to upcharge us on our coffee. Look, you thought sh- you thought coffee made you shit your pants at work already? Throw some olive oil in there. You'll be racing to the bathroom. Either way, I got to tell you, I don't mind a cold pressed extra virgin olive oil, velvety smooth, delicately sweet and lush coffee that uplifts each cup with an extraordinary new flavor and texture. I don't mind that, but I certainly didn't ask for it. You know what I mean? All right. Well, we have a lot of content we actually weren't able to get to today, but I wanted to make you feel good for our Friday uh, morning episode. Here is someone who could be a billionaire, Dolly Parton could be a billionaire if she wasn't too busy giving away her money to people that needed it and not just her money, her time. Here's Dolly Parton fulfilling a dying man's wish by serenading him over the phone. Well, it's LG. Uh... He's right here and you should see the smile on his face. Ah, okay, well, hey, LG. Hey. Dolly P. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot believe this. I'm doing pretty good right now, actually. <laughs> well, good. Well, I've heard you've been a fan of mine for many years, and I just wanted to thank you for that. Uh, well, I understand you're a lawyer. I should have had you on my team all these years. <laughs> <laughs> well, LG, I really thank you for shooting out the word that you'd like to talk to me. I'm just happy that we got to kind of have our journey together in this lifetime. I always want to make people happy with my music and with the things I do and the things I say, and I'm just happy to know that I've touched your life in some way. So thank you for honoring me with that. Oh. I will love, always love LG. Yeah. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, be a dolly in this world full of uh, Jeff Bezos. Be a dolly. And wouldn't it be nice if we could end this episode just loving on each other? Here's Dolly Parton with an original song called I Will Always Love You.
everybody. Be a dolly. I'll see you this afternoon with more Rush Hour. As always, I'm Dave Neal. Have a good day, everybody. Talk to you soon. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. And if you didn't, don't. Join the free Facebook group, Dave Neal's Community. Got cash? Become a premium member at patreon.com slash Dave Neal. Link in the description below. And don't forget to follow Dave on Instagram at dneals for upcoming stand-up shows. See you tomorrow on The Rush. Come <laughs> on.